Welcome to The Bipod, a podcast about all things bisexual. We cover topics like bisexual representation, our own experiences, and queer culture. I'm Chelsea, and my pronouns are they and them. I'm Christina, and my pronouns are she and her. We define bisexuality as experiencing attraction to people who share your gender identity and to those who don't. We welcome anyone who has any kind of relationship with or curiosity about queerness. For more info about the show, you can visit thebipod.com or find us on Instagram at thebipod. We don't know everything. At all. This podcast is one piece of the long history of bisexual and queer discourse. We're here to be part of the conversation. Let's get into it. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Christina. What have you been thinking about lately? Mm, um, I don't want to upset you right at the top of the episode, um, but uh, <laughs> but I've been thinking about time. Uh, get free, Chelsea. Get free. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been thinking about how I can't do all the things <laughs> and thinking about like how mm-hmm. to balance that and also like I don't know how to live with that um I at the beginning so I uh you might know um that I <laughs> uh I like I like I'm interested in many things and I like to have a lot of projects I do a lot of things um Mm-hmm. In fact, my website says I do a lot of things, and that's the way I like it. Chelsea Bergen, thing doer. Yes, that's me. Um, too many projects. The Chelsea Bergen story. Um, <laughs> and so I do a lot of things, um, which you know I like in theory, but then sort of often translates into me feeling really anxious about like, am I doing? any of those things well am I like putting the time into the thing that I want to be doing also like what about time where I'm not doing things um it just can sort of uh be an angst uh generator and so at the beginning of this year I decided really intentionally that my focuses at least for the first part of the year were going to be this podcast and working on my novel and so to that end I like shelved casually obsessed my like pop culture project um and I have resisted the urge to do all of the other things that I often add into my plate of like oh I'm gonna write a poetry collection this year. I'm going to start a bookstagram account. Like I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So I have like resisted that urge. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, something like kind of unexpected has been getting a lot of my time recently such that like I haven't really been working on my book and that's a fine trade-off to be making. Um, and I hope that like, by the time another episode 
comes out after this one, I'll be able to like talk specifically about that thing mm. that's taking up a lot of my time and my brain space. Uh, but at any rate, like at this point, I'm basically doing some stuff for this podcast and this other thing. I'm not really working on my novel. And that is a temporary situation, but I'm like, I feel like I should be working on my novel. And it's not even just like that I feel like I should. I would like to be working on it. Right. And then also lately I have like particularly wanted um, – I have been missing working on Casually Obsessed. I mean, obviously on this show we like do some – pop culture commentary um and we do obsess about things casually <laughs> it's true we do um but that is a like a subset of you know what we do on the podcast it's not like what the podcast is um mm-hmm. and I'm not really like having IRL pop culture conversations because um I don't really see anyone other than you, pretty much, IRL. Um, And I don't watch TV. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, like, you know, I have a little bit, like, um, some other – it's just not as much a part of my life as I would like it to be. And, um, like – in getting ready to put out the Atomic Blonde episode, I like went back into the Casually Obsessed email archives and like reread that essay and some of the other essays that I'd written. And like, I don't know, like I feel good about that project and also like it has a lot more that it could be. And I don't know, I guess like I haven't, not that anyone's one is expecting me to <laughs> have a solution to offer of like, I've come up with a brilliant way to do all the things I want to do. But, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it's tough also to like know that I am making like the right decisions for myself. And even the like, and still, it's like not giving me all the things I want. Yeah. So... That is what I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about that. You didn't make me angry at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> um, if you were like, I've been thinking about how great it is that we've divided our days into little 24-hour pieces, um, maybe I'd be upset. But I'm like really resisting my urge to be like, Christina, even if we didn't use clocks, the sun would still rise and set. I mean, obviously, I, just I know it, we're not going to get into it. Otherwise, but- <laughs> this will become like a whole... <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Christina gets very upset about time. And I chafe. I chafe against time to participate. Yeah, I also. <laughs> yeah, I also chafe against. Uh, not like the. It's not that we do space. It's that like space exists the way that it does. I. I have some thoughts, but we. It's not that kind of podcast. Um, I guess if it, it could were up be, to Christina, but... we'd all be living in a sci-fi novel, just like folding space and time to get to one another. Which I mean, yeah. In many ways, that would probably be great, but yeah, yeah. But the problem is, the only like real life version of that we have is like run by kajillionaires, which is not uh, not what I want. What is the real life version? <laughs> the metaverse. You don't know. You don't know about the metaverse. I mean, 
as far as I know, they're still not folding space and time. No, but it's like you, you like buy like a little house or something in the metaverse, but like it's not a real place. You don't have to like drive to your friend's house. You're just like in the same place. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really like rushing to. It's like, not a perfect solution. Participate in Second Life. Like we've moved on. <laughs> Um, although apparently yeah. not. Um, yeah, it's not. Re- that's not <laughs> quite what I <laughs> mean. If that's all we were going for, you and I could just sit on this video chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know what you mean. I too want to do all the things. It's interesting. I feel like uh, for you, all of the things that you want to do. I'm using air quotes, even though this is an audio medium, um, are things that you want to make. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not like, I want to like, I mean, you do like also want to do things outside of making things. Um, but I don't know if like using that verb reframes anything for you or if it is just the same. But you're like, I have so many ideas and I want to like d- uh, make all these things. And then like one can only make so many things under the confines of time which we've agreed we will not get into (laughs) (sighs) what have you been thinking about Um, the metaverse (laughs) (laughs) I have not been thinking about the metaverse Uh, yeah I I won't go there I don't even I won't go there you're not going to find me there if someone from the metaverse contacts you claiming to be me they're not me (laughs) Uh, <laughs> uh, so in like a similar uh, vein, I've been thinking about the balance between consuming things and creating things. Um, and I say this because as we record, it is April. Um, it's not that far into April, um, but I am trying to do the thing that some poets do during the month of April, which is National Poetry Writing Month, and write 30 poems in 30 days. And like I said, it's very early in the month and I am like fighting for my fucking life out here trying to get a poem written every day. Uh, Some years it's like not that. I mean, it's always kind of hard, but some years it's like fine. But this year it's just been like. I feel like I'm like squeezing my little like lemon of a brain uh, trying to like uh, get something out. And I have like really great prompts from um, a workshop that I'm in. Um, I have like a lot of great poets to read, um, to be inspired by, but it's just like hard and I'm doing it, but it's not easy (laughs) for me. Um, and I'm thinking about how, like, uh, I'm kind of looking back at my book and like so much of it was written during the pandemic. And so a lot of it is about like things that happened long before the pandemic that I was just processing once I was just sitting alone in my house, seeing you (laughs) every two weeks. Um, and like whenever I have tried to write about like things that are immediately happening uh, in the past couple of years, it's just been like kind of impossible um, because like nothing, like everything is happening and also nothing is happening. Like I'm not having new experiences um, in a way that my brain like reads as new because like I'm doing new things, I'm learning new things, but I'm like in the same room for the most part or like in the same like physical space um and like the first time that I 
went on a weekend trip during the pandemic, I like wrote seven poems immediately. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like oh. need input. Um, I'm just like scraping the bottom of the well, um, trying to find a poem in there. And I just like need things to happen in my in my life. And they don't have to be like big, huge things. I just need like things, you know? Um, I feel very like I don't know. I don't like feel stuck. I don't feel like I'm in a rut as like a person or even as a creative necessarily. Um, but I'm just noticing now that I'm doing this uh, sustained practice of trying to like write every single day. I'm like, I don't have one new idea every day. Um, I simply don't. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm like thinking about things I can do to uh, fill the well, as they say, um, and like get that input. Um and a lot of that is just like consuming more art. Um, so like reading. Um, I gotta go finish Westworld. I was Westworld looking- used to be like a very <laughs> was- yeah. Well, Westworld. <laughs> yeah, that is like a bizarrely generative show for me. I always like write so much because they don't give bizarrely, a fuck about time. You're like <laughs> <laughs> time doesn't exist, and it's full of sex robots. Like that's the that's Christina true. Brown. Model. That's my brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are so proud. <laughs> Uh, that's true yeah um yeah even when i'm like not writing about sex robots which to be honest it's pretty often but um (laughs) i just like the way that the show like regards time uh is really generative for me and interesting and it kind of helps me like braid and unbraid as needed um i should go back and watch that but yeah i don't know so like that's one thing that i will do but just like looking at ways that I can like consume um, and also just like exist. Like I went and got my car washed today um, because I want my dad to change my brakes tomorrow. And if my car is dirty, he'll be mad and I just don't want to um, deal with a grumpy Scorpio. I just want my brakes to be changed. <laughs> um, so I like drove through the car wash and I like went to pull my phone out to like do stuff. And I was like, actually, let me have an experience. So then I sat in my car and I played uh, As It Was by Harry Styles. And then I just like looked at the soap on my car for the 90 seconds or whatever that you're in there. And I was like, well, that wasn't very interesting, but maybe it helped. Maybe my brain got a little bit uh, washed along with my car. Oh, I think car so, washes are I the optimal place to listen to music. That's like, I mean, I don't get my car washed very oh, often, they are. but when I do, I think very, Neither very, do like, I. <laughs> very specifically will like pick a song and like that's the, that's what I'm going to yeah. listen to while I coast to the car wash. Yeah, as it was, was a good choice uh, for me today. But I was just trying to like take a minute to just empty my brain and like be present in the situation, Um, which sounds very silly. Uh, But I did write a poem before this call. I did my my little uh, daily writing business. Proud of you. Speaking of uh, time. (laughs) Question mark. <laughs> I was wondering where that uh, was going. I'm off my game. I'm off my game with the segues. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, speaking of time, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking. Of- oh, you didn't see where I was going with that. <laughs> uh, speaking of time, this is the last episode of this season. We made it. It went by so fast, and yet was also a lot. Very strange. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, to the listener, so we, it's just been arriving magically every two weeks. Yeah. How nice for you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to do it for all of you. Um, but yeah, so we're going to take May off um, because that is our schedule. But um, in my head canon, it is in observance of my birthday. Um, and then um, we'll be back just in time for Pride Month in June. Yeah, um, we have some stuff on the calendar for next season, but we also have um, some TBD stuff. So if there is something that you want us to talk about next season, let us know. You can email us, you can DM us, you can call and leave us a voicemail, which as a reminder, we promise we will not pick up the phone. You just call. Under no circumstances. Tell us what you want to say. Um, so if you want to email us, the email is thisisthebipod at gmail.com. And our phone number is 480-442-1763. That's 480-HI-BIPOD. So you can call and say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I heard this on another podcast this week. I wish I could tell you which one, but I don't remember. Um, and I found it comforting. So I thought that I would share it with our listeners, which is that if you call and you mess up your voicemail and you call again and you do it again, we would never play that first voicemail. Um, That's true. For the the people. This is not a one of those shows. Um, so if you like are a millennial who doesn't like to make phone calls, um, and you need a second chance, that's fine. All good. Um, I mean, I'd be much more yeah. willing to make phone calls if I knew they were going to go to voicemail. Sometimes I'll call when yeah. places are closed. <laughs> the problem is it has to be the kind of place that will let you leave a voicemail. A lot of places, right. it's not an option. They're just like, these are our hours. It's not what I Bye. Want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we let you, we only let you leave a voicemail. <laughs> I don't answer my phone. <laughs> and... I said this before, but once again, this isn't Christina's like phone number. It's not a direct line. Yeah, anymore. I wish it was. If my <laughs> if my literal phone number was high bipod, I would let the people know because that would be. If that was cool. your literal phone number, I would not be letting you put it on the internet, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, actually, you can also uh text that number. I don't know. Oh yeah, sure. If you don't like Instagram, you don't want to DM us. Yeah, I guess that. if you want to send us a, a message in words, you could do it that way. And if email is too formal for you. Exactly. <laughs> if you are, what's the generation that doesn't email? I feel like millennials email. Gen Z, do you email? Send us a text and tell us. <laughs> I would love to know. Oh, yeah. I. Um, Whatever works for you. I wouldn't know. Also, if you've already filled out our guest interest form, thank you so much. Um, we will be in contact with you at some point. So please, uh, we thank you for your patience. Um, we will get to you. It's much harder for Chelsea to um, edit an episode that has three microphones instead of two. Um, and so we want to be nice to Chelsea <laughs> uh, and not make them edit uh, six episodes a season with guests. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to you and we appreciate your interest. So today... We're going to talk about what's making us happy and what we're looking forward to in the next few months. Um, um, I'm excited to talk about this because things have felt not great. <laughs> 
So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to talk about um, the things that were, are making us happy and give you some recommendations in case those things might also make you happy. Mm-hmm. We're out here to spread joy. Did you say we're <laughs> out here to spread joy? Or because it sounded yeah. like you said we're not here to spread joy. And oh, I was like, out <laughs> here. Oh, no. No, we are out here to spread joy. Imagine if I was like, Chelsea, that is not business. Okay. <laughs> not no. that kind of podcast. We want. <laughs> no, we love joy. Um, so, what's been making you happy lately, Chelsea? Um, books, many books, lots of books, all the books. You read a lot of books. It's very impressive. Um, I mean, I don't usually read as many as I've been reading this year, but. Um, it's like, I don't know, a thing that feels in, within my control and, um, it doesn't require any output (laughs) from me. Uh, and Mm -hmm. I can do it from my bed, (laughs) which is another, Mm -hmm. we love that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I have read. 42 books so far this year. Um, wow. I have a couple more that I'm working on at the moment. Um, but yeah, so um, a couple of the things that I have been reading. Um, I've been reading comic books, which are things that I like, but I... Um, don't have a like regular practice of reading them necessarily. Um, but I decided to go back to something that I read the beginning of like years ago and then just like somehow got like didn't finish, got off track, uh, which is Monstrous by Marjorie Liu. That's monstrous, like a female monster. Um, mm, not the adjective. Correct. <laughs> And it takes place in a, it's an epic fantasy that is kind of um, steampunk um, and set in a kind of mythical Asia. Um, And the central character is named uh, Micah Halfwolf. And she has a psychic link to a powerful monster. Um, And it, uh, this monster kind of lives inside of her. Um, And the comic is about her, like, understanding that relationship and also, like, this complex world that she lives in that has a lot of kind of like warring factions. Um, The world building is like really good, super interesting. Um, It's very queer. Um, It's a matriarchal world, uh, which I actually, the reason I like, I read the beginning of this book years ago, Um, or the beginning of this comic series years ago. But the reason that I returned to it is because there was a bunch of discourse happening on Twitter because someone wrote a book about, like, all of the uh, men disappear. 
and the world is better. <laughs> um, it was there was more to it than that, but people were like, um, it's like actually kind of sexist to like the premise that the world would be better just because women in char- were in charge, um, mm-hmm. because it kind of robs women of like humanity and agency like it doesn't let them be full people who can like make mistakes and like hurt people and what have you um and so that conversation made me want to go back to monstrous um because in some ways it is like engaging with all of those things um so if you're interested in like a fantasy comic series i would highly recommend it i would say um it can be like a little bit graphic um like there's a the monsters eat people (laughs) um so it's not I mean it's not I'm not super into gore so it's it's uh, I would say just you know keep that in mind that there's people eating monsters and uh, that's the fact of the book and so there's some like some gore and like um almost like horror elements but i'm someone who doesn't like gore and doesn't like horror and i love these so like i wouldn't let that uh if you're curious i would not let that stop you i guess um fun that sounds fun yeah i the artwork is like really beautiful um i'll show it to you sometime yeah um other comic books that i've been reading are um I decided that I wanted to read more comic books this year. And so I really committed and I subs- I set up three subscriptions with Marvel for, wow. for monthly comic book issues. Like I'm a comic book person and they mail them to me. Oh. And so I subscribed to Captain Carter, which is a kind of like alternate universe captain america where instead of steve rogers getting the super soldier serum uh peggy carter was given the serum oh yeah and i the reason i decided the reason i even knew about it or and decided to subscribe to it is marvel on disney plus has this show called what if and they're like i don't know 20 or 30 minute episodes it's an animated show where each episode is a different what if premise for something in the marvel universe so it's like what if x happened to y like what if you know it's iron man but there are zombies or whatever um and there was an episode the the only episode i've watched um was what if peggy carter had gotten the super serum instead of steve rogers and i watched it and i was like wait this is great this is way more interesting than captain america (laughs) 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 and um then when I decided I wanted to read comic books, I saw that there was a Captain Carter comic. And I was like, great, going to subscribe to that. So that's been really fun. And so if you were like, what if um, Captain America was a woman instead? Uh, I would also recommend that. And um, I subscribed to She-Hulk because it's been r- being written by Rainbow Rowell right now. And I'm I love and I'll read any, literally anything Rainbow writes. Um, <laughs> at this point, I actually think that I have. <laughs> um, 
Um, but yeah, so I really love her writing and um, She-Hulk is kind of fun. And I mean, it has some similarities to Captain Carter in that it's like, oh, what if we take this premise that you are familiar with um, as a like male story and we like investigate what that looks like when you make the main character a woman. So comic books and books in general um, are a thing that I've been enjoying. Um, what's something that's been making you happy, Christina? Um, not a book, surprisingly, uncharacteristically, uh, television. Um, <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah, the show, a show that you recommended as uh, all of the shows that I watch are shows that you've recommended, to be honest. <laughs> um, either that you have recommended or that Sydney has randomly found um in his browsing and then we watch it (laughs) (laughs) but uh there's a show that i'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with it's called is it cake um and that's the show is you try to figure out if something is cake or not um there are some other elements that people bake the cake um people are like making these are people whose specialty is they're bakers so they make cakes uh, that look like other things. They're called hyper-realistic cakes. Oh, okay. Hyper-realistic cakes. Uh, so they're cakes that look like other items. Um, and so the challenge is to try to make a cake that looks so much like another item that it is indistinguishable from that real item from afar. Um, is that a good yes. description? Yes. Perfect. Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's great because there's a little bit of tension. Like It is a competition. Um, but so far, at least I haven't watched that much of it yet, but, uh, so far relatively low stakes. Everyone seems really nice. Um, there's also like interesting, like bisexual lighting in the background. If anybody caught that, Hmm. um, the back lighting is all like by pride colors, which is interesting. Reminds me of the hotel room in atomic blonde. (laughs) Several of the Um, contestants are queer. I don't know if anyone is bisexual, but yeah. Um, and it's just like it's light and it's fun. And at the end of the day, you find out if it's cake or not. Um, and like all issues are all tension is resolved. And then I can go to bed. Um, it does make me want to like eat cake and like eat pastries. So if I'm going to watch it, unless I want to be like slightly uh, annoyed, I make sure I have like a cookie or something in the pantry if I need it. Because um, you're like seeing it. All the cake looks like good, you know. Um, but yeah, that has been making my brain happy, um, because it is a sweet little escape from, uh, you know, everything that's not cake. That is definitely, um, if we had recorded this episode like two weeks ago, both what I had been thinking about and what was making me happy (laughs) is it cake. Is it cake? That was like all I was talking about to anyone. (laughs) Yeah, when I watched the when I watched it for the first time, I was like, "Oh, this show could become my personality." (laughs) I just have to like, I'm just gonna space it out because like that. This is one of those shows that like I'll just it'll become my new world. So I'm watching like one a week or once a couple a week. Um, It doesn't feel like a binge friendly show for me. If if you binged it, that's great. But uh, mm -hmm. I watched several episodes at a time. Yeah. It's good. I had to Is the whole season out yet? It was cake. Yeah. You did have to know if it was cake or not. <laughs> yeah, it, they dropped it all at once. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm working my way through that and just like letting myself be amazed by people who have this very specific uh and 
kind of random skill that's uh very entertaining and interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the stuff that yeah. they do is wild. Yeah, it's like science, honestly. It's art, it's science, it's STEM, it's STEAM, as they say. I don't know if you've gotten to this yet, but there's a whole thing where they, like, make edible fabric, and there are, like, different (gasps) techniques because you need it to be, like, pliant so that it's actually, like, like, it's wild. Whoa. It's very cool. No, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm not that far at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. (laughs) Whether or not things are cake. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) um what's something else that you have been or that's been making you happy lately on the book front again i have been reading romance novels this year which i've previously mentioned um and i i mean the romance novels have been fun in general but i have particularly been enjoying the queer romance novels and most recently i read Band Sinister by K.J. Charles. Um, And I've actually read a series and a couple of other like one-offs from K.J. Charles this year. Um, But Band Sinister was pretty fun. And I think one of the things that I particularly enjoy in these like queer Regency stories is that it's very much people like finding joy and creating a place for themselves in a world that does not leave any space for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And band sinister particularly, I feel like has really interesting like friendships and like romantic dynamics that are taking place in it in a way that like really, For me, there was a real subtext of like people like making their own world that like lets them be who they really are, um, even when the world at large isn't like leaving space for them. Mm. Very queer. Yeah. Very queer. Fun. You have your own... um, queer it's not a romance but it's also not not a romance (laughs) yeah i disagree that it's not a romance um so uh once again uncharacteristically chelsea and i have uh switched interests um i mean i'm not reading nonfiction, so that's true never mind i've just i actually am reading a nonfiction book right now in fact it's called never say you can't survive by charlie jane anders and i do really recommend it it's about writing through difficult times um, oh, so that perhaps we great. have switched. I'm reading nonfiction. <laughs> you are watching. I'm TV. watching two TV shows. Incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm so behind, but I'm finally watching Killing Eve. Um, it's been a long time coming, but here we are. Um, <laughs> and it's great. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm in the second season. Um, and I think. The first season, like, grabbed, I, like, won't say a lot of spoilers. It came in a while. It came out a while ago, but whatever. Um, the The first season, there was, like, a, a cat and mouse um, longing, not, like, not kissing yet uh, energy. <laughs> like, there was, like, a pre-kiss energy. And, like, not that there's a kiss that changes that. But in the second season, like, some of those elements are gone. Mm-hmm. Um 
And for some reason that like, I think the show is still very good, but I'm not like ravenous for it in the way that I was with the first season because I'm like, I'm not waiting for someone to kiss. And this is a metaphorical kiss again. Um, but I'm really enjoying the show. Um, I had to teach my boyfriend what the depraved bisexual trope is because he uh, d- 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 isn't like a pop culture scholar. <laughs> Brave. Because <laughs> um, I was like, this is deranged bisexual, but it's hot. So I'm going to allow it. <laughs> I mean, it's done very, I think, intentionally. Yeah. Like there's a thought yeah. to it. They didn't stumble yeah, and that's, away into the trope. No. No, and like that's uh that's what I like about it is that it's like I find Eve like as a character to be pretty annoying. Like she makes really frustrating choices. Um and she does things where I'm like, oh my God, get out of the car or like whatever it is. I'm like, why are you making this choice? Um but I feel like that like we don't just don't get that a lot with like especially women protagonists. Um she's like very imperfect. Um, and then Villanelle is like just so hot. <laughs> um, I mean, so is Eve. Sandra O oh can get it. I would not kick Sandra O oh out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> Nor would I kick Villanelle out for eating crackers, but pulling a knife, perhaps. Um, but I'm... yeah, it's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's the that's the behind the paywall content, folks. <laughs> uh, this what happen- This is what happens when we record at night. We get silly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like really interesting. I like that uh, their like interest in each other um, gets to be like really complex, um, and not in- it's definitely not uh, tropey in like. You know, she is um, bisexual, therefore can't trust her. Um, But she is a depraved person who is demonstrably bisexual, um, which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I'm just like interested in the the complexity of their relationships. I'm also interested in like the complexity of like the spiness of it all. Um, That's fun, but uh, especially interested in the... I don't know the relationships between them and like what uh, like the allegiance and like attraction and power and like kind of all those those ingredients kind of playing together. Um, and just really good storytelling. It's fun. Yeah. And it's making me happy. Uh, what something else is making you happy? Yeah. So the other thing that has been making me very happy uh, has been going to shows with you. Hmm. Yeah, um, we have gone to a couple and we have quite a few more <laughs> on the schedule. We do. Um, mm-hmm. I will actually have gone to more shows this year than like maybe ever, like m- more than ever, actually. I'm quite confident. Mm-hmm. Um, And some of that came out of like the last couple years just like really made me crave the experience of like being around a group of people and like consuming and enjoying a thing together Mm -hmm. um and well I guess that's probably a lot of it that is like why um and I'm also dragging you to things 
Not all the shows, but dragging. (laughs) (laughs) I think the I think the other part of it is um, most. So most of the shows that we're going to see are concerts. We did just go to the Moth, the storytelling show, which was good. Um, Mm -hmm. And we went to the Bechtel cast live taping. That's true. Yes. Also a podcast. A live podcast recording. Um, But most of the stuff that we're going to is shows. And I, in the last um, year or so, have gotten a lot more into music. Um, I've always listened to like quite a bit of music. Um, But it was something that I always felt like I couldn't be like a quote unquote like music person really because I like didn't know anything technical about music and I like don't really play any instruments and I was like very convinced that I was a really terrible singer and I just like had all these things where I was like well I can like listen to music as a casual consumer but I can't be like a music person um I think I like lived in perpetual fear that like a music bro would be like what about this thing? And I'd be like, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And um, uh. in the last couple years, but I think particularly in the last like year or two, I have simultaneously been like, actually, I don't have to know anything like technical about music to like have it be something that is important to me and like mm-hmm. thing that I identify True. as like that being one of my like I don't know important things that I consume um I don't have to know anything and also I'm a perfectly capable human being who can learn stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah and, and you don't know nothing ex- <laughs> yes <laughs> um and so I for instance um have started listening to the show switched on pop, which I really love um, because they talk about pop music um, in a very like serious, but very accessible way. Like they talk about Mm -hmm. what is happening in this song. What are, what are the dynamics? Like, why is this a good pop song? Um, And they like talk to songwriters. And so I think a lot now about like, I now like have favorite songwriters and producers, which is like not a thing that I would have had in the past, but I've just started like paying attention to that. And that's been Mm -hmm. really fun. Um, And so going to concerts has also like added an extra element of like, I'm enjoying the experience of the concert. And also I'm like thinking about music in new ways. Um, And also thinking about like, the theatrics of a concert um Mm -hmm. like how does that how is that performance structured and like the difference between the way the arrangement of a song as it's recorded versus how it's played live um all of that is really interesting um but at the end of the day, like one of my favorite feelings in the world is like standing in a crowd of people like surrounded on all sides and like all singing the same song or like all having this like mm-hmm. shared experience that is it's like communal and also incredibly like individual. And that's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. feelings in the whole world. Yeah, there has to be a word for that. That's like a thing people have studied like psychologically singing 
in groups is like very comforting and stimulating for us. Mm. A little like uh, lizard brains really like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've loved going to shows with you too. Um, we've seen a lot of people. We saw bisexual icon Kayflay. Yes. Um, twice. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it has been good. And I'm still like, um, I feel like we, all the shows we've gone to, like people have like, there've been less and less people wearing masks, but I'm personally like not at a place yet where I'm like, yeah, comfortable doing that indoors still in our at all <laughs> yeah but even then like the, the first show we went to um I was like I don't know like I like to sing at concerts is that going to be like weird or am I going to be uncomfortable with this many people around if people are making different choices than I am um and there's like a little bit of that I think but um I've been really happy that like all the things I love about concerts are still accessible um you know even in even in these current times I feel like we can still engage safely and and comfortably, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um what else has been making you happy? Um my friends. <laughs> uh so for 3030, uh April, like I was talking about earlier, um, I wrote a 3030 challenge, so it's just 30 writing prompts uh, for someone to do a new prompt every day in April, which was so much harder than I thought it would be. Like doing the challenge, like doing the writing is hard, but like coming up with prompts, 30 prompts took me forever, um, truly forever. Um, but it was fun. I did it. It's up on my Substack. Um, it's linked in the newsletter, so you can find it there. Um Instagram, whatever, you know where we'll it is. Put it in the um, yeah. Um, and I like put it out there with the intention of supporting people in creating things. Um, you know, you don't have to do 30 poems in April to be a poet. Um, and I, you know, put in the uh the newsletter that contains the prompts, like you don't have to make poems out of these, you could make paintings, you could get out a crayon you could write a story you can do whatever you want I would just love it if you made a thing um and people have been doing it um and not everyone is sharing with me which is totally fine um but we have a few uh I have a few people who are sharing them with me and it makes me feel really happy um because I'm like wow it is so hard to make things in this like violent capitalist society and here you are making a thing and I helped a little bit um and that feels really good um, and I'm just like, it makes me feel, uh, like I'm in creative community. Um, and also just like knowing how hard, uh, writing a poem every day is <laughs> happy that I could help anybody, um, do that or write some poems. You don't have to write 30, as I said before. Um, and so it's making me happy to uh, be in communication about art with people, um, and to like be involved in each other's process um in some way i really miss that hmm. i love that yeah. me too hmm. <laughs> so those are some things that are making us happy um perhaps they will make you happy as well mm-hmm. um you can call us yeah and yeah go to know. concerts with me that'll make you happy <laughs> to their own uh, concerts as well i mean i guess they yeah. could also go with you but um 
I'm sure the concert <laughs> experience will still be valuable even if we are not there. Mm, not yeah. as good as you it know, could right, be, right. but you know. No, no, no. No, it could be better. But you're right, yeah. you're right. You can still get something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so to close out the episode, we also and to carry you over until we come back in June, um, we thought we would tell you a couple of things that we are excited about and looking forward to in the next mm-hmm. few months. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you yeah. to say your things first. Great. Um, I have two things. Uh, the first I have ordered, I just haven't read it yet. Um, it's called Greedy. Um, it's by Jen Winston, the author of the bi-monthly newsletter. Did you know, um, I'm sorry, I just have to tell you this. Uh, when you go on Substack, like on a desktop, if you go to someone's Substack, it shows you immediately who they subscribe to. Yeah. Like before you see their writing. I didn't know that. Um, I sent someone the link on my computer to my Substack, and then it was like, Christina subscribed to the bi-monthly, and I was like, oh, I didn't oh. know this was public knowledge. <laughs> well, so I guess I didn't know if you, as someone who doesn't have a Substack, uh, I guess I didn't know um, that it was going to show people that instead of your writing. But yes, I did know that you can see what people are subscribed to. Oh, I have no idea. It's <laughs> fine. I feel I feel good about my subscription choices, but like it just gave me a chance to like see that I just like only subscribe to like astrology and bisexual things. As someone um, subscribed to to many newsletters, yeah, I was <laughs> true. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so Jen Winston uh, writes the bi monthly, and Greedy is uh, a book um, about being bisexual. I believe it's a essay collection so it fits right up my alley um as nonfiction, um and i really like jen's voice um in the newsletter so i'm excited to read that um we'll report back hopefully i'll read it by june um <laughs> and then the other thing that i'm excited about is just today uh i'll give you details uh off air chelsea mm-hmm. um but pride pool party plans are in motion mm-hmm. um which is, is very early but you know the gays are busy during June. So yeah. um I couldn't go friend, last year because I had a sinus infection. Yeah. Oh, so sad to miss. So it. you can come this year. We have a date. Um, so we can all plan ahead. Um, so you and your sinuses can get right before then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited because it like makes me I'm happy. I'm excited about like summer in general, um, except for this horrific heat. Um, but like the idea of just like laying in a pool with my friends all day. Um, on a Saturday sounds wonderful. So I'm excited about that. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in college one year, my friends and I made us a, we made like a summer bucket list of like all the things that we wanted to do that summer, um, which very quickly became into a year long bucket list. Um, and honestly, I don't know how many things on that list we actually did, but it was really fun (laughs) to just be like, oh, we want to like go see this thing. We want to go do this thing. Um, and I feel like you and I should make one of those for the summer. We should do that. I'm down. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Okay, great. I'm down. Once we make the list. One of them is the pride pool party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What are you excited about? I am looking forward to Harry Styles' new album. 
which Ooh. comes out on May 20th. It's called Harry's House. And um, I really looking forward to um, seeing what has come out of Harry Styles' brain after the last after spending the last two years inside, basically. <laughs> inside, presumably, his house. His house. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wasn't always in his house. Sometimes he was on the road where I saw him. Um, True. But um, really excited for this album. I really like the first single off of it it's called as it was it's sonically it's quite different from um what he has done previously so i was actually like surprised um Mm -hmm. but i really like it which is not always the case sometimes when musicians are like do something different um i initially hate it and then eventually learn to love it but this i was like oh interesting okay i like it and i have listened to it a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I've really- been on like an, a journey with that song. Sorry. <laughs> um, you will have to tell me more about that. I'm very curious. Yes, um, off mic. But yeah, I'm really excited for that album, both just because I'm excited for everything that Harry does. Um, but particularly like at least based on that one single, it seems like this album's going to have some like different things going on. And I'm excited to see kind of like what, the next stage of his music is like um also the music video for as it was like i just it's so good like i just it's so it's so good interesting like i could write you an essay like about all the things that i think are going on in that um so may 20th um so by the time we come back um That'll probably be my personality. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. Mine will be, is it cake? (laughs) (sighs) Um, Yeah, so that's my personality for May, already sorted. Um, And then my personality (laughs) for the rest of April is that on the 22nd, Heartstopper comes out on Netflix. And... um, for the uninitiated, um, Heartstopper <laughs> is a very, very sweet, thoughtful, uh, queer comic, graphic novel series um, that um, is one of the, the things that has been bringing me um, a lot of joy. Um, it's from Alice Osman, who um, has also like written several books that all kind of take place in the same universe. Um, but Heartstopper is specifically about um, takes place in Britain, and it's two teenage boys. Um, I think they're fourteen and sixteen at the start. Um, and they um, become friends, and one of them is gay uh, and out. Um, his name is Charlie, and he becomes friends with this older boy, Nick, um, and they have this really great friendship, and Charlie kind of develops feelings for Nick, and everybody's like, 
Nick is straight. Like he plays rugby. He could never be interested in you. And Charlie's like, I don't know. It seems like maybe he is. Um, and he is. They fall in love. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is like not it's not a spoiler because like that's sort of the premise. <laughs> it's like it's a love story. Um, <laughs> uh, Imagine but- this last episode and he's like, no, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like really it's really sweet. Um, and yet also it manages to be like really soft and gentle and also to like engage with hard stuff. Um, Mm. and so like Nick is like coming to terms to the, with the fact that he's bisexual, which like is a rel like happens relatively easily for him. But like he has an older brother who is an asshole and like, Mm -hmm. um, Charlie over the course of the series, like deals with an eating disorder. And like, he has a sister who is like dealing with depression and, um, so you have this like really diverse cast of characters who are going through this really tough stuff that like really trying to figure out how to be a person in the world, like while dealing with, you know, being a teenager and going to school and hormones and feelings and like not having control over your world. Um, Mm -hmm. And so all of that is happening, but it is really like centered around this really sweet friendship that blossoms into a love story and it has a really great Mm. supporting cast of characters um and they're making a netflix show out of it which comes out on the 22nd and i'm just like so excited um so that's my personality for april um and because it comes out on the 22nd and this episode comes out on the 21st if you listen to this episode on the 21st you'll only have to wait one day for heartstopper (laughs) to come out and if you Congratulations listen to it to you. after the day it comes out, it'll already be out. You can just watch it, um, wow. which is a privilege Incredible. that these, the listener will have that I don't have right now. I have to wait. <laughs> <sighs> Another gripe against time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's those are the things that I'm looking forward to. Heartstopper and mm. Harry's House. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything that you at home are looking forward to, uh, we already talked about it. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text if you don't like voicemails. Send us an email, a DM. We're extremely accessible. Um, yes, we are. You come find us where it works for you um, from the options we've laid out above. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are always looking for um, recommendations of things that can bring us joy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, have a great May. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you miss us, um, we'll be back in June. Um, usually our newsletter, um, the Biopod Bulletin, is out every two weeks. But we will also uh, be taking a break from that in May, a good and proper vacation, um, a holiday, if you will. So we a like holiday. to call them here. Um, but don't worry, May always goes by really fast. I know because it is my birth month. <laughs> um, we'll be back in here before you know it. Um, if you miss us, uh, you can read past issues of the Bipod Bulletin at the link in the description. Uh, you can subscribe as well. Um, so you're ready to go in June when we pop back into your inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back. We will be back in your feeds. Yeah. Um, before and in you the know meantime, it. send your favorite Bipod episodes to your friends who haven't listened yet. Or I mean, even if yeah. they have listened, I guess you can still send the episodes to them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Spread the good we, uh, word. 
Mm-hmm. Spread the good, the good gay word. We are a uh, podcasts uh spread via word of mouth primarily so i do in fact no, we rely on you as our street team that's <laughs> true yes <laughs> you've been initiated you're part of the bipod yeah. street team i hope you're excited welcome <laughs> <laughs> wow a very loud motorcycle like just drove by when you said that that person's excited <laughs> great well everybody right. have a good beginning of your summer and yeah. we will see you in june yeah Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bipod. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bipod. You can email us at thisisthebipod at gmail.com. You can find show notes and transcripts of our episodes on our website, thebipod.com. The show is hosted by Chelsea Bergen and Christina Brown. And this episode was edited and produced by Chelsea Bergen. Our theme song is Coming Home by Snowflake.